0: I Radio really I'm roaming across your mind. Thank you so much for still tuning into I Radio Uyi. am keeping me company right here in today's installment of English for Written Communication. Now, in today's installment of English for Written Communication, we're going to take a look at the different communication models now of course this is uh, this this whole um well this whole segment is so that you can better understand the nature of communication okay now the thing is all these models have their own limitations which i'm going to share with you later but it will serve as a uh, foundation for your understanding, and it will serve as a sort of a snapshot of a phenomenon, yeah? And of course, when you talk about snapshots, it's not a complete picture, okay? Now the thing is, when we talk about communication, when we talk about talking, yeah? The communication process, it is something that we do almost continuously every waking moment. So, it's very hard to simplify all of this into an illustration, say for example. So, the models that we're going to discuss today, that I'm going to share with you today can serve as a starting point yeah, for you to discover and better understand the mystery of human communication. Now, in the broader sense, a model is a systematic representation of an object or an event in idealized and abstract form. Models are somewhat arbitrary by their nature. The act of abstracting eliminates certain details to focus on essential factors. The key to usefulness of a model is the degree to which it conforms in point-by-point correspondence to the underlying determinants of communicative behavior. And communication models are merely pictures. They're even distorting pictures because they stop or freeze an essentially dynamic interactive or transactive process into a static picture, okay? This is according to Mortensen. Now, if if I can simplify further, models are like metaphors. They allow us to see one thing in terms of another, okay, I hope that it's not too confusing to you. Now, what are some of the advantages of models? Can you think of any? Well, I'm going to share with you some of the advantages of models, but I'm going to take a small break first. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned to I radio OUM iRadio OUM roaming across your mind. Thank you so much for still tuning into iRadio OUM in today's installment of English for Written Communication. Now, today we're taking a look at communication models. Now, before the break, I shared with you about what is a model. Now, we're going to take a look at advantages of a model. Now, the first advantage of models, especially communication models, is that they should allow us to ask questions. Now, remember I shared with you a definition by Mortensen earlier. Now, he further elaborates that a good model is useful in providing both general perspective and particular vantage points from which to ask questions and to interpret the raw stuff of observation. The more complex the subject matter... The more amorphous and elusive the natural boundaries, the greater are the potential rewards of model building. So this is one of the advantages of models. Now another advantage of model is that they should clarify complexity. Models also clarify the structure of complex events. They do this by reducing complexity to simpler more familiar terms. So, the aim of a model is not to ignore complexity or to explain it away, but rather to give it order and coherence. And last but certainly not least, the advantage of model, in terms of our discussion today, communication models, is that they should lead us to new discoveries and of course, this is the most important, according to Mortensen again. At another level, models have heuristic values. That is, they provide new ways to conceive hypothetical ideas and relationships. Now, this may well be their most important function. With the aid of a good model, suddenly we are jarred from conventional modes of thought. Ideally, any model, even when studied casually, should offer new insights And culminate in what can only be described as an aha experience or aha moment, as Oprah would put it. Now, the thing is, although there are many advantages, three that I've listed so far, there are also disadvantages of models, limitations of models. Okay, And one of it is can lead to oversimplification. Now, the thing is, of course, like I said earlier the the human communication process is very much complicated it's very much it's very hard to conceptualize okay and the thing is there's no denying that much of the work in designing communication model illustrates the often repeated charge that anything in human affairs can be modeled by definition and uh, uh, and is by definition too superficial to be given serious consideration okay so of course this dynamic uh, interaction process is simplified to a point that you know sometimes it doesn't explain the finer points in the communication process. Now, another another limitation of a model is that it can lead to a confusion of the model between the behaviour it portrays. Now, critics also charge that models are readily confused with reality, according to Mortensen. The problem is, it typically begins with an initial exploration of some unknown territory. Then the model begins to function as a substitute for the event. In short, the map, yeah, the model is taken literally, and what's worse, what's worse, yeah, another form of ambiguity is substituted for the uncertainty the map was designed to minimize. Now, what has happened is a sophisticated version of the general semantics admonition that the map is not the territory. Okay, of course, when we talk about a map. You know, Spain is not pink because it is painted pink in the map. And, of course, uh, certain parts, for instance, yeah, uh, in the United States map, okay, uh, Minnesota is not up because it is located near the top of the United States map, similar to us, okay, uh, Kelantan and Chunganu is, is situated near the top of our map, near, near, uh, Thailand and all that, but they are not at the top of a country. You get what i mean so it 's not the 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 map is not the territory that we need to remember, and of course, another limitation of models is that it it, it provides premature closure, okay, because a model limits our awareness of unexplored possibilities of conceptualization. this is according to Kaplan now of course, one can reduce the hazards yeah the, the limitations only by recognizing that physical reality can be represented In many different ways Okay, So we need to be aware of that So those are the advantages And disadvantages of models Now, knowing that Are you ready to learn The communication models As per uh, Highlighted in the OUMH 1203 English For written communication module Well, if you are You need to stay tuned to iRadio OUM Because it's time for a break I'm roaming across your mind Thank you so much For still keeping me company Right here on iRadio OU I'm your junior me, jihanim, And today I'm sharing with you About communication model In the English for written Communication segment Okay Now of course um, Like I promised earlier Now we're going to take a look At the model proper That we're going to share With you today Now one of the model That we're sharing with you today Is the Claude Shannon's Model of communication It's basically uh, show this, this model basically shows Shows how information is transmitted from one source through a channel through a channel to a receiver. Now, in this model, the encoding and decoding of information is of primary importance. Now, if I can simplify this, encode is basically to compose a message. Okay, whereby the uh, the the sender composing a message. Now. Decodes means interpreting the message, whereby the receiver will interpret the message. Now, the process of encoding information for transmission and of decoding received information is affected by noise. Now, what is this creature, noise, all of a sudden? Yeah? Noise is basically interference. On the channel or media through which the information is transmitted. Now, noise can be external or inherent, internal in the system, and can mean many things. From bad printing, yeah, uh, or maybe uh, in terms of maybe sometimes in your telephone calls and everything, you know, you have static interference, technical difficulties, and all that. Or maybe if you're listening to iRadio, OUM, the noise might be your internet connection that might be a problem as well now shannon's model here yeah uh, like i said earlier models have their own limitation yeah and of course shannon's model's limitation is that it may be too mechanical Now, the thing is, why is it considered to be mechanical? Because, now, this model, uh, it, it ignores the person composing the messages. Now, the message itself is not always why we communicate. Okay? Sometimes, a piece of communication is not about relaying an information, a piece of information, but it's about building and maintaining social relations. Now, an example given in the OUMH 1203 English for written communication module is that, uh, let's say your client's uh, big boss or general manager have just met with an accident and perhaps uh, this person passed away. Now, the company yeah the, your organization sent a letter of condolence to your client now in this sense yeah the content of the letter that condolence letter is of secondary importance now what's important here is gesture now believe you me Gesture is an important, a huge part in communication. Now, the gesture here, the sending of the letter basically says to the uh, company, yeah, to, the, to your client, is that we know of your loss. And we sympathize with you. Now, this gesture aims to maintain the good relationship you already have with your client, even if there is a change in management. So, in this kind of cases, Shannon's model has limited impact. Okay, so that you have to explore another model to fit into a different uh, view of communication that, that, that actually considers motive of communication as well Okay and speaking of another model that's the Roman chickerson model Now before I share more with you about the Roman chickerson model let me take a small break first So keep me company right here on iRadio UUM roaming across your mind Radio OUM roaming across your minds. Thank you so much for still tuning in to iRadio OUM into this installment of English for written communication. Now, as promised, before the break, I shared with you the Claude Shannon's model of communication. Now, I'm going to share with you the Roman Jacobson model. Now, Roman Jacobson model is particularly suited to explain written communication. Now, why is this so now, this is because the Roman Jacobson's communication model or model of communication takes into consideration code now, Code here is not some password or passcode or not some some secret language or and all that, but it is regarding the language that you write in, besides another major elements, like uh, other major elements like writer, reader. Contacts yeah remember the, the this is something missing in the Claude Shannon model, uh, message and the contact. Now the thing is this although these are all considered this particular model, the Roman Jacobson model, still does not take into consideration factors for communication such as motives. Now in this model the contact is your medium of communication. The contact can be something as simple as uh, perhaps a poster on the wall or something much more complex like the internet that involves servers, satellites, cables, you know, monitors and keyboards and all that. Okay, now, the code, like I mentioned earlier, is the language you write in. Okay, of course, all the alphabets and the... punctuation marks and all that, and the discourse conventions we normally use in written communication. Now, if the writer and reader use the same code, then the communication is simpler. Communication, for example, is much easier if you write in Arabic and use legal discourse conventions when you write to someone who is an Arab and a lawyer by profession. Now, the thing about these models, yeah, that, I need to remind you that They are not exactly They are just snapshots They are not the whole picture And Jacobson also borrowed From Shannon's model Which in relation to Transmissions via channel But his model still fails To take into account the learning That goes into communicating And the recursiveness in writing and reading And Jacobson's model and has been simplified so much so that it becomes a more limited model. So, you see, again, the model does not um, does not fully represent the intricate uh, communication process. Okay. Now, next, we're going to take a look at Ulrich Niesa's model. Now, what is this model all about? If you want to know more, stay tuned to iRadio OUM, we roaming across your mind iRadio OUM I'm roaming across your mind. Thank you so much for still tuning into iRadio OUM where you can be inspired, be informed and be entertained. In today's installment of English for Written Communication, I'm sharing with you about models of communication and we're on to the next model which is based on Ulrich Nies's Work. Now, Nisa's work is based in the psychology of cognition and perception. And he, he, this work is basically applied to the writing process. Now, this particular model presents perception as exploratory and recursive. Now, of course, we explore our world or a specific phenomenon, the... Yeah, Guided by our desires, our needs, ideas, and images of the world, and this exploration gives us a new perception or new information of the world in which uh, which in turn yeah, affects our needs, our desires. And our world views. This again, change our perception of the world. So we begin our exploration again. So this is why it is recursive. This cycle continues as long as we are still learning, as long as we are still exploring. Now, this model is especially relevant in written communication. Now, why is this so? Because we write guided by our ideas, our beliefs, our motivations. And the thing is, as we write, we explore. And then we discover and we learn. And the information we produce triggers us to start thinking of new ideas. These new ideas influence our beliefs and so the exploration cycle begins again. So, the thing is, Perhaps it doesn't truly, um, represent communication in this sense. But if you combine this model with those by Shannon and Jacobson, you'll come up with a rather good picture of the writing process, which we can now see as motivated. Yeah, there's a motivation as to why you write exploratory. Okay. I mean, you explore different things and recursive. Okay. There's a cycle that goes around. Okay. So that's Ulrich Nieser's work. Now, the next model that I'm going to share with you is the Michael, it's, it's uh, the model based on Michael Polanyi's work. If you want to know more, stay tuned to iRadio radio OUM. Okay. I Radio OUM roaming across your mind. Thank you so much for still tuning in to I Radio OUM in today's installment of English for Written Communication where we're exploring models of communication to help us better understand the communication process, to help us be better writers. Okay. Now, next, we're going to take a look at Michael Polanyi's work whereby a model is based on his work. Yeah. Now, this particular model is simple. Okay, uh, a person yeah, discovers meaning in an experience or context. For instance, you know, uh, this person watched a beautiful sunrise. Subsequently, the person writes a text to express his appreciation and to convey the meaning he had gained from the experience. Perhaps he's written a poem, a novel, uh, an essay, or a journal entry, or even a letter. Now, someone else reads the text in another context. For instance, by the beach in their office. Okay, and then, This person, in a different context, derives meaning from it. Of course, in some instances, the reader may be the writer himself. Now, an important implication of this model is that the reader may not have shared in the original experience, but the reader may still be able to derive meaning from the text. Now, the meaning that the the reader discovers, however may not be what is intended by the writer. In other words, a text cannot convey the whole experience, only meanings. Now, you should also note uh, that some texts do not convey a single unequivocal meaning uh, to all readers. These are texts that we call literature and both polanyis Anissa's work which i've mentioned earlier yeah highlight the importance of interpretation in the written communication okay so these are the the the, the ideas that are, are used in Michael Polanyi's in the in the communication model based on Michael Polanyi's work okay and of course These four models are not the only communication models out there. There are many different other communication models out there, but this describes the uh, communication process in our discussion in English for written communication. Let me take a small break first. I'll come back with a recap before we end today's installment of English for written communication. IRadio OUM roaming across your mind. Thank you so much for still tuning in to IRadio OUM in today's installment of English for Written Communication, where I'm sharing with you communication models, models of communication. Now, as a recap, before I say adieu, okay, let's take a look at the four models that I've shared with you today. And the key ideas from these four models. First and foremost, I shared with you the Claude Shannon model. Now, the key idea in the Claude Shannon model is the encoding and decoding of information is of primary importance. And then, after the Claude Shannon model, we move on to the Roman Jacobson model. Now, the key idea in the Roman Jacobson model is the contact. Is your medium of communication. Now, the next model that I share with you is based on Ulrich Niece's work. The key idea here is perception is both exploratory and recursive. We explore our world or a specific phenomenon guided by our desires, our needs and images of the world. And last but not least, uh, I shared with you the communication model based on Michael Polanyi's work, where the key ideas is the meaning that the reader discovers in the text that you've written as the writer, as the sender, may not be as may not be that is intended by the writer remember the example I've given you the writer writes the letter perhaps uh, watching a sunrise and then the reader reads the letter perhaps in an office so of course the whole experience the whole perception and all that is not um, conveyed into the text, into the letter that this person, another person is reading in different um, situation altogether. Okay, so with that, I hope you've had you have a better appreciation, a better grasp on the communication models, which will help you in turn. Be a better communicator. Be much, much better at written communication. And with that, I have to say goodbye. Thank you so much for tuning into to iRadio OUM. And many more interesting segments are up ahead. Stay tuned to iRadio OUM. This is me, Hanim, signing off. Assalamualaikum. Bye-bye.